In a culture increasingly less Christian than the one in which we grew up, what is our challenge and what is our task? Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 48 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world and a Christian worldview to current issues in everyday life. We live in a world that is de-Christianizing, often self-consciously and intentionally. You've heard of the greatest generation or the boomers, my generation, and millennials, the so-called digital natives, the first to grow up with the internet and computers. And then there's Generation Z or Zoomers, the first cohort to grow up with social media and near unlimited access to screens and screen time. Generation Z are young people born between 1997 and 2015, and they are the least religious generation ever. Roughly one-third of Generation Zers also claim that they have no religion whatsoever. But Generation Z's percentage of atheists is 21%, while the percentage of millennials who are self-proclaimed atheists is only 15%. Barna Research calls them, that is Generation Z, the first truly post-Christian generation. And by the way, alongside this declining faith among young people in America today, we have seen dramatic increases in the rates of anxiety, depression, and suicide. Both the decrease in overall faith and the increase in depression have been amplified by the pandemic. Our emerging generations hold a different view of truth. The general sense among those in Generation Z is that what is true for someone else might not necessarily be true for me. 52% of these young people have no trust in organized religion. They have a connection to religion, but it is completely different from what that meant in the past. Barnard Research also notes that, incredibly, more than one-third of Generation Z believes it is not possible to know for sure if God is real. If you think truth is merely a preference, and if you don't know for sure if God is real, what does this say about your religious views? Certainly you would not call these views Christian. Some call this emerging culture post-Christian. Post-Christianity is the situation in which Christianity is no longer the dominant civil religion of a society, that has gradually assumed values, culture, and worldviews that are not necessarily Christian. Post-Christian tends to refer to the loss of Christianity's monopoly in historically Christian societies. It is a society rooted in the history, culture, and practices of Christianity, but in which the religious views of Christianity have been either rejected or, worse, forgotten. In 2020, Dr. George Barnard's research found that evangelicals, are rapidly embracing secularism, with the majority, 52%, rejecting absolute moral truth, 75% believing that people are basically good rather than the biblical view of humans having a sin nature. One-third to one-half of evangelicals, those that supposedly really tune in to the Word of God, embrace a variety of beliefs and behaviors in direct conflict with long-standing evangelical and biblical teaching. Meanwhile, 60% of mainline Protestants' beliefs directly conflict 
with biblical teaching. Their customized belief system revolves around three key values. Truth and morality are decided by the individual, not God or the Bible. Life has no inherent value or purpose, so individuals should pursue personal happiness or satisfaction. And the traditional religious practices are no longer seen as central or essential to their Christian faith. How can you call any of this Christian? It's one thing for Americans to be confused on the finer points or even hotly debated elements of theology, but for Americans to misunderstand or to flat-out reject the Bible as a foundational source of truth and moral guidance, to reject salvation by grace alone, and to reject core doctrines of the Christian faith points to a major crisis in our society. This crisis starts, by the way, in the family. Family breakdown is, in fact, the largest single social disaster plaguing post-Christian society. When the family breaks down, what do we get? We get crime, drug-taking, impoverishment, psychological problems, and much else at the personal level. And we get a cycle of deprivation, the growth of the underclass, spiraling social welfare costs, over-government, and severe budgetary problems at a national level. Today in the United States, only 6% of Americans possess a biblical worldview, which, by the way, refers to consistently interpreting and responding to life situations based on biblical principles and teachings. Some have called the emerging, ambiguous, very ambiguous, religious outlook a mouthful kind of term, moral therapeutic deism. Now, this jargon probably does not help much, because no one talks about moral therapeutic deism, or I'm following the church of moral therapeutic deism. But it may be helpful to recognize what it stands for. Folks that embrace this point of view believe that God wants people to be good, nice, and fair. The central goal in life is to be happy and to feel good about yourself. God does not need to be particularly involved in our daily lives, except maybe where we need him to resolve a problem. And good people go to heaven when they die. That's Hollywood. Just live like you want to, and it all works out in the end, and we all go to heaven. Now, Christians, those who actually believe the Bible for what it claims that it is, the inerrant, infallible Word of God, cannot embrace these watered-down, fake Christianity viewpoints of so-called moral therapeutic deism. We do not just believe God exists but believe he is actually and actively engaged in our lives. And yes, we believe we should be nice, but the real challenge is we know that we must follow the Lord and not sin. We know that in contemporary terms, being fair means everyone gets what he or she wants and everyone must get the same, which is not realistic, not always right, and ironically, is not even always fair. We know that being happy is not the end goal of life. Working to glorify God is our ultimate goal. And Christians know, Christians know that we are not righteous and not worthy of heaven no matter what life we lead, and that everyone needs to respond to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, who died to pay for our sin so that we might be forgiven, liberated from sin, and one day indeed go to heaven. Now, today's post-Christian world, with its self-centeredness 
its quest for happiness and rejection of the sacred order and transcendent values, is really a rival religion to authentic Christianity. The term post-Christian has some value as a descriptor of an age. But frankly, I don't like it much, because I don't believe the world will ever be without Christians or Christian witness and influence. Our calling in this, our moment, is to discern truth from error, speak the truth in love, and to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks, and to give the reason for the hope that we have, and to do this with gentleness and respect. We are called to live authentically. We're called to be real. Well, we'll see you again soon. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Download an episode for your friends. For more Christian commentary, check my website, R-E-X-M, M as in Martin. It's rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm.